0: The temperature is 30 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity 80%. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
1: Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Jim Gould, and your guest presenter today is Ada Wong. Good morning, Ada. Good morning, Jim. On today's programme, we're talking about uh, possible ways to make the Hong Kong stock market more attractive. The chief executive, John Lee, has announced the launch of a working group aimed at enhancing market liquidity and boosting performance. At the same time, the mainlanders lenders halved stamp duty on stock transactions as part of the latest round of stimulus measures. Hong Kong remains among the region's most expensive exchanges with a 0.13% stamp duty on stock trades, something critics say hinders the city's competitive edge. After 9.45, we'll learn more about an increase in the cancer rate among women. You can let us know what you think. If you want to join the conversation, you can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat at, on uh, RTHK Radio 3, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or you can give us a call on two double three double 266. Joining us uh, now, we have uh, uh, with us in our studio here in Kowloon Tonga, Mophis Chan, who's chairman of the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Professionals Association. Good morning to you. Good morning. And in our Admiralty studio, uh, David Webb, editor of uh, Website.com. Good Good morning. morning. And also on the line, uh, Robert Lee, uh, legislator for the uh, Financial Services uh, Functional Constituency. Um, uh, Robert Lee, good morning to you. Robert Lee, hello. Can you hear us? Um, Robert Lee, I think we're having a problem uh, connecting here. Okay, okay, uh, uh, Mr. Chan. So, um, okay, let's go to you first. So, uh, uh, we're we're expecting possible uh, details sometime today about this working group that's been set up, being uh, headed by the uh, financial secretary, Paul Chan. Um, what? would your expectations be from, you know, what sort of recommendations do you think they might come up with, particularly on on the issue of of market turnover? Uh, Hi. Uh.
2: Hi. We have been delivering our demand and advice to the government, regulators and other stakeholders in the market. This working group should be a good start for the government to show their attitude towards the financial industry to show their initiation to restart the engine, which was amusingly stopped two years ago since increase of stamp duty on the stock uh, transfers. We do lead a working group to assess and solve this problem. However, what we are worrying about this, who will be sitting in this working group? We highly suggest that the working group should contain different stakeholders in the industry not only appointing some professional and big players but we need some new brand and new idea to face the current change globally especially the change made by technology we definitely support curating this working group and we really want to see that it's a problem-solving group hopefully we can see effort from the hong kong government and the central government has already has already shown a good example
1: well, what sort of new
2: blood would you hope to see in the working group well usually uh, for the past 20 years uh, all of the members will come from accountants solicitor uh, or come from chamber do not have any uh, front line, uh association mm. so they cannot hear what's going on uh, for The fund lies doing such like us Mm stockbroker, asset management, and sponsor. Mm. So every time when the for the past twenty one years, we have gave many advice and opinion to the government, but they seems like didn't hear what we say.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, just on on the uh, question of uh, stamp duty on, on uh, stock transactions, uh, um, we have uh, Robert Lee is with us. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Robert Lee, legislator from the Financial Services functional constituency. Uh, you were suggesting a possible suspension of uh, stamp duty on trades for a period of between uh, six and twelve months. Um, how much of an Im- impact uh, do you think that would have?
3: Yes, um, thank you for having me on the program. Uh, The general direction is to have some short-term measures that will stimulate our economy and revitalize our markets. And I think um, there is already a consensus within the marketplace and even among professional sectors or or wider society that decreasing the cost of uh, stamp duty or generally trading costs will help revitalize the markets. And uh, one of the measures that I uh, mentioned was to, for a short-term measure, completely cancel uh, the stamp duty um, uh, six months to a year. Um, this is uh, a suggestion that I think um, will help um, uh, revitalize the markets and also a short-term measure along with other things that I've uh, suggested to the chief executive and the policy address uh, to help um strengthen our capital markets as um, we're facing a lot of different challenges, geopolitical tensions, um, high interest rates, as well as um, three years of pandemic.
4: Right. Um, Mr. Lee, um, do you think lowering the STEM duty uh, would solve uh, the issue of uh, low um, liquidity? Uh, well, or, so, or is it really? a bigger question of um, sort of like a weak sentiment uh, in Hong Kong and, and other markets? Um, Um, or more thriving?
3: Right. Uh, So I I think certainly lowering stamp duty uh, by itself will not solve all of our problems, but I do think that lowering stamp duty um, from a medium to long-term standpoint will give the market more confidence, and it will also demonstrate uh, the uh, SAR government's sincerity to working with the financial services industry to make our uh, capital markets, um, better over the long term. Um, I think, uh, overall, what we need to do is try to be as, uh, competitive as possible to make our markets as uh, attractive as possible. Obviously, there's recent news over the weekend, uh, with the mainland, uh, Chinese markets lowering, uh, their stamp duty, um, to five pips. So, uh, and the overall trend has been, uh, lowering of, uh, stamp duty and trading costs. So, uh, I think to, to keep up and to be com- competitive, we really need to take an honest look and um, see there, if there's any room to lower the, lowering this um, oh. over the long term. Okay. And in the short term, um, I think as low as possible. I think um, directionally, if you lower these costs, um, there are many things that we cannot control. But I think stamp duty is something within our control. And uh, we need to stimulate the economy and we need to uh, revitalize our markets.
1: Okay, uh, uh, David Webb, good morning to you. Good morning. So, um, stamp duty was uh, increased in 2021 from uh, 0- 0.1% to 0.13%. Uh, um, how much of a difference would it make, do you think, uh, to uh, liquidity, to turnover, if it was uh, reduced again?
5: Well, that was a 30% increase, obviously, um, and, and that already put us above the mainland cost of transactions. Uh, and now it's uh, two point six times the mainland's point zero five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget that a lot of the same shares uh, are now traded by mainlanders either in Hong Kong or the mainland. So they have a choice. They can they can deal in the Shanghai Stock Exchange, in China Construction Bank or something, uh, or they can buy the same share in Hong Kong and pay a, pay extra stamp duty. So that tilts their choice. Other obviously there are other factors involved, but that's one aspect of it. Um, The uh, uh, stamp duty really ought to be abolished uh, completely across the board, across stocks and property. It's a very primitive tax because it taxes the movement of assets, not somebody's profit or, or, or loss. They could be selling shares at a loss and still have to pay stamp duty. Uh, ditto property. Um, it's a colonial artefact. I thought we were trying to get away from the British influence in Hong Kong. Um, this was introduced by the British um, uh, and uh, goes back to 1694 when King William and Queen uh, Anne uh, um, uh, in England introduced it f- for a trial period to finance a war and it stuck around for over 300 uh, years. Um, and um, so uh, USA does not charge stamp duty. Um, other, many other markets don't mm. uh, and, yeah. and we don't we don't charge it on um, things like the tracker fund an ETF or um, derivative warrants which are speculative instruments that are very popular amongst the retail public here um, or on um, uh, callable bull bear certificates another kind of uh, short-term speculative instrument uh, and so in fact we're encouraging people to gamble rather than invest by not charging them stamp on those. Um, But the Hong Kong government has become sort of hooked on it uh, in a sort of uh, financial opium. Um, In in 2003, they only had uh, three billion Hong Kong dollars of stamp duty on stocks. Uh, And in 2022, they had 66 billion dollars, which amounted to about just over 10 percent of entire government revenue. Mm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so they need to recognize that they've been expanding uh, the government footprint Um, deviating from Hong Kong's uh, low tax um, um, small government uh, history uh, and gradually inflating our expenditure and therefore having to raise more money this way. And so that's one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, the fundamental reason why uh, turnover in the market is low is because valuations are low. And the reason valuations are low is a lot to do with bad corporate governance. Uh, And we have not seen Uh, Many of the needed reforms to improve that. And so investors will discount the price they're willing to pay uh, for Hong Kong listed companies because of the risk of being, to put it blankly, uh, bluntly, uh, being ripped off. Uh, And if you had two identical companies, one that was subject to much stricter rules uh, and one that isn't, investors will always pay more for the one that has a stricter legal framework around it giving them their fair share or a fairer share of the returns. And if you have Mm -hmm. higher valuations, then you have, for a given level of activity, a higher value of turnover in the market, whether or not you change stamp duty. Mm -hmm. So that's the sort of fundamental thing. And the Hang Seng Index now, uh, below uh, or around 18,000, is uh, almost down to half of its high um, which was a speculative bubble some years ago.
1: 32,000, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I think it
5: went over 33 at one point. Right. But anyway, it was, you know, the point is that um, that was a speculative um, uh, bubble, but valuations would be fundamentally higher, and that would lower the cost of capital for companies. It would be a good thing for the country and for Hong Kong to have better regulated markets with Mm -hmm. lower cost of capital to the companies who are willing to sign up to those standards.
1: Okay, uh, you've raised a a number of other issues there but uh, uh, just before we move on let's ask our other guests, um, 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 what about that um, Robert Lee, just abolishing stamp duty altogether?
3: Yeah, so I think um, directionally, the lower the better. <clears throat> Anything to um, remove trading costs uh, will encourage more um, active trading, especially amongst um, algorithmic trading and uh, the more active uh, investors in the marketplace. Um, I think, um, as was pointed earlier by uh, Mr. Webb uh, about government's revenue, I think if we strike a balance um, for, uh, from the government standpoint, if they can have a um longer term, more sustainable tax revenue base. Um, I think taxes is a, is is a pretty loaded and quite complicated issue whereby, uh, if you remove the stamp duty, but also have capital gains tax or dividends tax uh, or other types of taxes, I mean, I think that needs careful consideration. Well, we're not, I'm not suggesting we do speaking, that. Yes, definitely removing the uh, stamp duty or lowering yeah. as much as possible. That that will really help the well, market you, and encourage more trading.
5: Look, look at the handouts that we're doing. Uh, you know, the... Uh, every time we give away $10,000 to each permanent resident, that is $60 billion. So uh, that entirely matches the amount we've been raising from stamp duty. We just need to be more careful with the money, help the poor, help the needy, um, uh, focus on healthcare education and uh, means tested welfare, and not spray money around. Uh, it's my birthday today, and in two years' time, I'll be 60. Oh, congratulations! And if, I, if I survive that long, happy
4: birthday! Thank happy you. birthday! Happy birthday!
5: Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, if if I survive two more years. Um, I will qualify for the um, uh, joyless, uh, j- the joy you card. Yes, um, and 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 I'll get uh, heavily subsidised travel, virtually free. Um, now, why should I get that? I'm a rich man. Uh, but of course, if it's there's a free lunch on the table, everyone's going to take it. That's not a good use of public money, and it necessitates raising more m- revenues to pay for it. Um, and and so we we need to refocus back to the principles that. Uh, um, the the uh, financial secretaries followed before the handover um, of, of uh, uh, spending money where it's needed and not um, dishing it out as some sort of political sop. Mm. Okay,
1: right, okay, um, but sorry, yeah. sorry, go, go ahead,
4: Ada. Yeah, yeah uh, David, you raised the point of bad corporate governance. So, um, you know, w- which part of the regulatory framework could be improved um, so well, that we have better corporate governance? Uh, for one thing, Ada, have you ever been an independent director of a listed company? Uh, Yes, I am one.
5: You are one. Right. Well, you were elected by the controlling shareholders, Um, and and that doesn't make you really truly independent, because you don't have a mandate from the outside public shareholders. The whole reason that you have independent directors is because you're listed, Mm. uh, and therefore you have outside shareholders. So um, the result is that a lot of companies, and I'm not saying it's you, but a lot of companies choose uh, puppets to sit in their independent director seats. Um, They're friends of the chairman. Um, uh, they are uh, not independent and they're not watching out. Secondly, um, we've been talking about quarterly financial reporting for 20 years and still not done it on the main board. HKX does it and it's in the listing rules as recommended best practice but it doesn't, uh, it's not mandatory and on the GEM board it is mandatory and in the mainland it is mandatory. Every three months you get financial information on the companies there. And maybe that's part of the reason why they trade at a premium to the Hong Kong uh, uh, market. Uh, But if you ask investors again to choose between two hypothetical identical companies, but one of them reports quarterly and the other one only reports twice a year and in condensed form, uh, they'll choose the one with more information flow because that gives them more confidence about uh, the performance. Um, And then there's uh, the tendency of Hong Kong companies to hoard cash Uh, excess capital in things that they don't need you know a shoe business that holds investment properties and cash for example Um, and that weighs down the return on equity and deters investors they're not attracted by stocks that can't focus on their core business and that aren't paying out the profits that they um, are due because you know shareholders own the companies and expect to get their their profits distributed unless they're needed for expansion that's not happening. Now, in Japan, the government has recently, um, uh, uh, th- through the regulators there, urged companies to come up with business plans to raise their share prices above their net asset value. And the average in Hong Kong is way below net asset value um, and they're value traps. And so some companies, the, the trading dries up because everybody who owns the shares knows that they're trading far below their fair value and don't want to sell. Um, and so there's no activity in the stock so there's there's another aspect, we need to have a test that requires companies, a rule, requires them to distribute surplus cash uh, unless independent shareholders approve retention of that money.
1: Okay, Okay. I mean we're talking about, uh, this would involve obviously a number of reforms but, uh, but let's ask uh, Mophis Chan, I mean the purpose of this working group is to try to boost uh, boost liquidity, boost uh, turnover, uh, what do you think could be done like in the short term to achieve that?
2: Well, in short term, uh, obviously, stamp duty is a good tool uh, to, uh, to doing that. And other such like uh, leasing wall, margin financing, or such other is mid and long term to do it. Okay, so uh, we would like to make it clear uh, that we are favorable to any policy that we can help the financial industry in particular. The securities markets cutting the stamp duty is only one of those possible solutions. Mm-hmm. We are trying to say this. The industry got confused and earlier about the decision making in two years ago by the government that raising the stamp duty for 30% under the pandemic condition. Okay? So what's happening now? I'm sure that we have heard a lot of excuses of that uh It's not only the stamp duty, it's about the macroeconomic issue, it's about the political issue between big countries, it's about the interest rate, it's about the investor choosing some other market, it's about blah, 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 blah. okay? So we never heard that the government was trying to review our existing policy and keep saying that the stamp duty was not the issue. Seems like we are living in
5: unfortunate penance. Mm. Yeah, well, there's, there's also, um, on a technical level, um, a, a number of things they could do. The, the, the spread table, which is a, the minimum difference between the best bid and the best offer in the stock market, Got it. Yeah. Uh, should be um, uh, narrower, uh, but I was on the board of HKX for five years from, until mm. 2008, and I pushed hard to get that table narrowed, and the small brokers... Um, including Mophis Chan's um, organisation and the Robert Lee's organisation, opposed reduction of the spreads. Um, And eventually the stock exchange reached a halfway point, so shares above $10 have a a narrow spread. Uh, But as you go down towards 50 cents, it gets very, very wide. Um, At 50 cents, the next price is 51, which is a 2% jump. So you have people willing to pay 50 and people willing to sell at 51 and they're actually willing to trade in the middle, but they can't. Okay. Uh, Okay. So that's another technical thing. Sure.
1: And it goes... Uh, Yeah, just going to stop you there, uh, David, because uh, Robert Lee's got to leave us at uh, 9.30. So can we just put that... Would you like to respond to that point, um, Robert Lee, about spread? Yeah,
3: certainly. Um, Yeah, sure. Um, I think there's... Any time we push forward any changes in the marketplace, I think it does need to have a very thorough um, research and... um, um, Uh, statistics-based a survey of the impact to the industry i think there are different stakeholders in the marketplace so um a, a policy that is pushed forward it will impact issuers obviously the marketplace investors and within the um financial services industry there are different types of companies right so um i think previously regarding the spread table i think there is a there was a difference in opinion as uh, as to the impact um to to put it uh simply uh uh the, the impact to different uh, stakeholders within the marketplace so that's why uh, previously we uh, we had some reservations about um uh the prior proposal. but certainly anything to move us forward to make improvements i think we in hong kong we need to continually make uh to make uh, market and also uh, listing reforms um on the regulation piece that was mentioned earlier we need to have a uh, balance, I think, between um, uh, developing the markets as well as regulation. So, um, a lot of things that we need to work on. But um, something that's immediately uh, necessary, I think, is uh, the stamp duty, which I think so far we all agree on. Um, so that would be my um, response to um, um, the question.
4: Right. How Thank about you. quarterly financial reports that um, David Webb raised um, to boost investors' confidence?
3: Yeah, certainly. I think any time you have uh, more information for investors, the more transparent it is, uh, the more open it is, the better for investors to make decisions. Um, I I think if we were to move towards quarterly reporting for uh, all companies, because currently uh, Jamboard does have quarterly uh, reporting, um, we would, again, I would um, uh, hope that there's a thorough consultation of the uh, marketplace as well as um, thorough uh, understanding of uh, the impact to various stakeholders, and then make a decision. That, that would be my short answer to the question. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, uh, Robert Lee, uh, yeah, thanks very much for for joining us uh, on the program this morning. Robert Lee, uh, the legislator for the uh, Financial Services uh, Functional Constituency. Um, <clears throat> Mophis Chan, so um, we saw y- yesterday the markets here shot up uh, right at the opening here and, uh, and on the mainland. Uh, uh, a lot of those gains were given up during the day. And in fact, uh, turnover on the, on the Hang Seng uh, was just over, over 100 billion, 101 billion. Was that, um, w- what do you think about that figure? Was that a bit of a disappointment, do you think? Or would you be hoping for better Well, I
2: do not feel any surprise. Mm. The market and the money are too smart. You've not uh, have to see for the long term uh, have to take in the investment. We've not suddenly coming a new policy and so many come uh, so many money uh, go into the market. This is locked upon. So may I take a little response uh about uh, Mr David Webb just sure. say uh, absolutely, they're yeah. very short we, yeah
1: we've got to take a break in one, okay. in one if, you, if you can do it in a
2: minute just, then uh, 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 just, we'll just, just say some things. people may not care about the 0.13% tax rate mm-hmm. but for some people who are doing the buy and hold strategy but the people uh, However, there are not only long term investors in the market, but also a large number of short term investors, speculators, etc. But in the market, no one wants to fight against money. When packing a stock market, these investors will not care too much on geographical factors, personal preference, or rather the government official tell good story. They will only tend to choose a market we can implement their investment strategy steadily and have lower the transaction costs. Mm. Okay.
1: Alright. Well, uh, thanks very much. We're, uh, we'll continue the conversation uh, uh, in about uh, two or three minutes. We're going to take a, a short break for a news summary. Uh, we're discussing a possible measures to boost activity in the Hong Kong stock market. Uh, uh, a quick look uh, at the weather. Uh, it's going to be mainly cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms uh, Showers heavier in some areas, sunny intervals during the day, top temperature around 32 degrees. Uh, What's the outlook? Uh, It's going to be uh, very hot with sunny periods apart from isolated showers in the next couple of days. Currently it's 30 degrees, humidity 79%. New
0: summary with Barry O'Rourke. An NGO says a shift to holding electronic flag days has boosted charitable donations. The chief executive of the group, Side by Side A, formerly the Society of Rehabilitation and Crime Prevention, says more donors are using electronic payments and donating more in order to get a tax deduction. It says it means volunteers don't have to carry a heavy collection bag and cuts down on administration costs. Donald Trump says he'll appeal after a judge set a March the 4th date for his trial on charges of trying to overturn the result of the 2020 presidential election. It's the day before Super Tuesday, when the largest number of US states hold a primary ballot ahead of the next presidential poll. And Britain's National Air Traffic Service has been hit by a technical problem, causing widespread disruption to flights in UK airspace that it said would continue for some time, even though the issue was fixed. We'll have more news for you at 10 o'clock.
3: The territory-wide identity card replacement exercise has come to an end. All smart identity card replacement centers have ceased operation. Please go now to designated registration of persons' offices if you have not yet replaced or collected your identity card. For replacement of ID cards, remember to book ahead via the mobile app or go to www.gov.hk/icbooking. A new era we embrace, a brighter future we create.
4: Hand, foot, and mouth disease, it's common in children. It spreads through saliva, nasal discharges, feces, fluid from blisters, and contaminated objects. To prevent it, we have to maintain good hygiene and wash hands frequently. Cover your nose and mouth with a tissue when sneezing or coughing. Don't share towels and personal items. Disinfect frequently touched objects, such as furniture and toys. If you get infected, don't go to school, swim, or join group activities. For details,
3: visit chp.gov.hk.
4: You're listening to Backchat. Call us on 23388 266 and have your say.
1: And welcome back to Backchat with uh, Ada Wong and me, Gould, and this morning uh, in our main topic we're talking about possible measures to boost uh, activity and liquidity and turnover in the Hong Kong stock market. Uh, uh, we have with us uh, in our Admiralty Studio, David Webb, editor of a website, and uh, here with us in Kowloon Tong, Mophis Chan, Chairman of the Hong Kong Securities and Futures uh, Professionals Association. Um, uh, Mophis Chen, um, so do you, think we're, do you think Hong Kong is losing out to other reasonab- regional uh, stock exchanges? I mean, I'm thinking in terms of like India, for instance. I mean, uh, apparently there's a lot of activity going on there, and a lot of funds from uh, Southeast Asia are going into the Indian market.
2: Yeah, hmm?
1: so it's a problem.
2: What's wrong with us? The IPO ranking was always our plan in the last decade. But a country which we didn't think about was suddenly coming in front of us. It's not Singapore. It's not some traditional financial centers she's Indonesia. We are having almost the highest stamp duty on stock transfer among all major stock exchanges globally. Especially it was raised by 30% two years ago mm. under the global pandemic condition. Our jam is another funny story that we didn't have any single one IPO in Jamboard on last year. After a number of discussion, market consultation, the SPAT proposal was finally on board in the Hong Kong stock market. As far as I remember, there was only five or six SPAT companies successfully listed in Hong Kong. That's a special purpose acquisition right. yeah, vehicle. Yeah. Um, company
1: yeah yes
2: yeah. but um, what we have seen is the transaction volume is keeping a very very low level so we are very disappointed to that mm. so for a few days ago in mainland China we where uh, slashing stamp duty so for our opinion just like what I have just mentioned reducing the stamp duty is not the only way to boost the transaction volume but it's definitely a critical factor. We are confident that the China government has been doing a great job. They show a positive and supportive attitude towards the current economic condition that's facing complicated issues and uncertainty. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, okay, uh, yeah, uh, David Webb, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the IPO market?
5: Well, I think I think you've got to take a broader view. The the um We have a number of structural problems in Hong Kong uh, with our markets. Um, One of them was raised uh, in in 2022 in the penny stocks incident, which uh, people with uh, long histories in the market will remember. Um, And eventually the government pointed an expert group to review the structure um, of regulation. And the group recommended uh, that we should separate regulation from um, the um, uh, stock exchange because it's a it's a paradox um, to have a for-profit regulator, uh, but they still operate the listing rules. They still set the listing rules subject to the approval of the SFC, but the SFC can't really direct them to change the rules, and that's one of the reasons why the reforms I've called for haven't happened. Um, uh, so a group said, uh, move the listing regulation to the SFC, uh, which already regulates takeovers and mergers under the Takeovers Code, And then we'll have a unified regulator. And then uh, we'll have an exchange which focuses on trading of securities. Uh, And if you do that, then there's no real reason why we should continue to exempt the stock exchange from the competition ordinance. Um, uh, Currently, the chief executive, um, not the current one, an an earlier one, um, exempted. All the subsidiaries of HKX, the futures exchange and stock exchange, from the competition ordinance. Why is it that we only have one exchange? America has NASDAQ and the NYSE and some smaller ones. Um, uh, other countries have competing exchanges, uh, but we have a monopoly, and it's uh, w- w- of which the, major- the majority of the board is appointed by the government. So, you know, we need to get away from that. Introduce competition. I think then we'd discover whether there was demand to stay open at lunchtimes, for example, rather than have a sort of financial siesta. Um, I mean, surely there's no there's no turnover, no liquidity um, for an hour in the middle of every day. Um, Why don't we, you know, perhaps stay open? Well, if we had competing exchanges, I'm pretty certain that uh, the demand from the market would be to stay open, and then they would both stay open because one of them would have a clear advantage otherwise. Um, And
4: but, David, these are very structural yeah. problems. Uh, yeah, you know, but we need to, to raise Kong our exchange game. exchange being a monopoly yes. and so on and so forth. Because,
5: in fact, what it's been doing is yeah, racing I to also the bottom. Agree what yeah. you said. the it, Hong Kong Stock exchange are monopoly. Yeah, they, they've been racing to the bottom in terms of allowing companies with um, second class shares with lower voting rights, for example, to be listed here, um, and uh, uh, trying to attract companies. Um, by having lower regulatory standards but in fact it's we need to go the other way we need to be a premium market of quality and trust um, which will attract higher valuations and then we can compete against companies that are going directly to the mainland markets instead we can say well come to hong kong you get a better price for your shares and you know that's all good it lowers your cost of capital it makes your business more competitive Um, We need to offer the premium framework and not race to the bottom as we have been doing and that's naturally a government choice Um, It was the government that Overruled the SFC's objections to second-class shares and and allowed companies to come here with them
1: Mm. Morfish Chan, then would you support that idea then of we should have competing stock markets, you know within Hong Kong? Like the Nasdaq, you know and the Dow
2: Jones What I support is if got one more market should be competitive and uh, it's good for everyone so now hong kong stock exchange is the only one stock market in hong kong mm. but in the past history in the 1970s was yeah. got f- four market in hong kong when that time the uh, colonial government think that uh, too many stock market in Hong Kong may bring unstable uh, to the economy. Okay, when finally they are asking for be- four become one stock exchange in Hong Kong. Okay, but now everybody knows Surely the, the
4: other Asian uh, stock exchanges, um, they they are also pretty much uh, a monopoly, could could I say that? Uh, whether it's Shanghai or Singapore or
2: uh, In China we got at least three stock market in mm. japan got tokyo and Osaka, mm. united states got the new york and uh, new york stock exchange and the last that as well mm. so if i believe if over than one stock market should be have competitive mm. is good for everyone okay mm. so mm. even now you can find that they always looking for unicorn uh, to the uh, ipo market so it's not fair. They are look. There seems like to give up the small and medium economy in Hong Kong. Actually, they should helping this kind of industry
5: in Hong Kong as well. Mm. Of course, one thing David, that would yeah. massively increase the turnover of all the markets in China, including Hong Kong, um, would be for the mainland government to stop trying to control everything and sell off the controlling shareholdings in the state-owned enterprises. Uh, Because at the moment, all you've got is minority shareholdings listed and the majority held by the state Um, in all of the old economy, basically. um, Petrochemicals, uh, telecoms, airlines, uh, you name it. The insurance, uh, banking, um, uh, those are all majority owned by the state. So about two thirds of the potential liquidity isn't there. And when I first came to Hong Kong, um, and the uh, it was just the same time in 1991 as the Shanghai and Shenzhen stock exchanges were opening up, uh, be, you know, c- commencing business, having had no stock exchanges since 1949, uh, and I thought, well, the track would be that, first of all, they'd do the minority listings uh, uh, with uh, controlling shareholding retained by the government because it's too much to do at once, and eventually they would sell them all off. But that process never happened. And you can compare that with the UK, which <clears throat> in the 1970s, when I was growing up, was a very state-owned um, in, e- economy, uh, very centrally planned. But they sold off electricity, gas, telecom, um, water, um, car making, and so on, airlines, um, British aerospace, uh, you know, air- aircraft manufacturing, and things like that. All of that was um, sold by the government under Margaret Thatcher Margaret and, thatcher and, the ages, and yeah. yes, the yeah. successive privatisation yeah. and the result was a much more dynamic economy um, and eventually the government even gave up the golden shares that pro- protected those companies against foreign takeovers because they realised that you can still regulate them as long as they're on British soil. Now, um, this would be wonderful uh, not just for the markets but for the whole mainland economy because it's still very rigid, centr- centrally planned. You have a situation where the Premier will stand up at the National uh, Annual par- Meeting of Parliament um, and, and, and announce that mobile phone tariffs are coming down. Uh, well, that's, some- that's something that the market should determine, it shouldn't be a matter for the for the Parliament.
1: Well, well, I mean, that's, that's policy, yeah. isn't it? That's, that's, uh, that's government policy. Right. That yeah, but I'm just can... saying,
5: we are, we are operating as a stock exchange for um, um, access to the mainland through these mm. um, connection mechanisms, uh, but unfortunately they're not doing what they could do to um, re- revitalise their economy, and eventually there'll be mm. a reckoning on that because you cannot continue to centrally plan your way uh, to further prosperity. The, the prosperity that the mainland has achieved in the... 40 years since um, uh, Deng Xiaoping decided to open up, uh, has been through relaxing controls, allowing farmers to choose what crops to grow and where to sell them, uh, allowing graduates to choose where to work and not being assigned to a factory or a work unit. And all these things, you know, quantum of uh, quotas of production, those have all gone away, but the big things haven't yet changed.
4: Right, um, D- uh, David. What, what about our, you know, broad economic fundamentals? Surely that affects um, capital inflow. Hmm. Um, do, do you think other cities, other places, have a better story to tell than, than Hong Kong?
5: Well, it's not really about hmm. the, the the city. Um, I, mean, I mean, clearly, clearly, the domestic economy here is in the doldrums, and that has a lot to do with policies that I can't really discuss on air because of the national security hmm. law. Um, but um, you know, that—that that is, um, co- you know, there is a brain drain underway statistically. There's, there's evidence of that. Um, some of our young talent is leaving. People are coming in, though. People are coming in as
1: well. On, uh, yeah, but it know, will uh, take
5: time to replenish, uh, if we expect to attract that in from the mainland, uh, that will take time. Um, and um, it will cha- change the um, character of, of uh, the Hong Kong economy. But, you know, there, I'm still here. Uh, a lot of people I know are still here, um, and I'm not leaving. And you know, the the um, you know there is a good story to, to tell. Yeah. Um, uh, I might die, but I'm not leaving. <laughs> 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 well, the population might go down that way, um, but but the you know it, it's got to um, in, ter- in terms of do we have a good story to tell as a country? Uh, the answer is no at the moment. Um, the country is facing severe challenges with um, the property sector, over-reliance on uh, government-funded infrastructure projects with um, increasingly marginal or, or negative mm-hmm. returns. You, you, c- you can only build so many exhibition centres and airports and high-speed rail lines before you start to run out of um, benefits. Uh, and. and they, they've been doing that. Mm. Uh, the, pro- the property sector is overbuilt and overborrowed. The, the local government financing vehicles are in a mess. Um, and uh, we still have a lot of constraints on freedom of movement. For example, within the country, uh, the Hukau permit needs to be abolished, and you need to have benefits following mm. people around the country as they find work uh, for their childcare, education, and healthcare, and so on. Mm. Mm.
1: Well, I mean, that's obviously uh, widened the debate uh, out uh, again. But uh, uh, Mm. But with a billion point four people, we could have a huge market. I mean, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mophis Chan, Mm -hmm. you can add something. Uh, I would
2: like to have some counter argument. Some guys were, say, keeping the stamp duty, we mean the current level. Right. The stamp duty is different from the profit tax or salary tax. Stamp duty payers have greater options. If investors think the tax burden is too high, they can choose to lock to invest or move to other more competitive stock market. This market, the stamp duty, higher price elasticity to the demand. In other words, mm. when the price change, it will have a greater impact on the demand resulting in a tax increase of 30%, far from equivalent to a 30% increase in income. And there may even be a case that of reduction in the tax income.
5: So. Okay, you're talking about the Laffer curve. So yeah. eventually, if you raise rates high enough, nobody yeah. will trade. Yes, if you had, guys, if you, I
2: heard some guys if, yes.
5: where, say keeping the yeah. current level. If you, if you had a 5% stamp duty on stocks, they would very rarely trade. It, it would be like the property market. And again, we need to abolish it in the property market. All these so-called cooling measures, all, right. all they did was to slow down the turnover.
1: Well, that is an issue. David Webb for another day, and one which we will no doubt be uh, turning our attention to uh, very soon. Yeah, property market uh, cooling measures and stamp duties, exactly. Well, anyway, thank you to our guests for joining us uh, for our main topic this morning, uh, uh, David Webb, editor of uh, Website.com, and thanks very much thank to uh, uh, Mo, um, Mophis Chan, Chairman of the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Professionals Association. And before 9.30, we heard from uh, Robert Lee, Legislator for the Financial Services Functional Constituency.
4: 95 (laughs) years of public service broadcasting. Stay tuned with Hong Kong.
6: I'm Christine Choi, the Secretary for Education. Congratulations on the 95th anniversary of RTHK and many wishes for its future success.
2: 95 years of public service broadcasting. Stay, years. Tuned. Stay tuned with Hong Kong.
1: And for the final part uh, of this morning's uh, program, uh, we're going to be turning our attention to a different uh, topic um, because uh, this is after the news that um, on um, <clears throat> cancer rates among women, particularly young women, um, the, 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 the cancer rate for women has passed that of men for the first time. Uh, to talk more about this, uh, we're joined on the line by Patricia, sorry, <coughs> Patricia Chu, who's chairwoman of the Hong Kong Anti-Cancer Society. Patricia Chu, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, so this uh, news sounds a little bit uh, uh, disturbing, uh, a little bit unsettling. Um, um, can you tell us more?
6: Okay, according to the cancer registry, managed by the hospital authority, there were 34,000 uh, new cases diagnosed with cancer in Hong Kong in the year 2020. And the overall number dropped by 900 uh, cases, that is 2.6% uh, from the previous year. And it is for the first time since the last uh, 20 years. On average, uh, 94 people were diagnosed with cancer every day. And this is for the first time, as you mentioned, women outnumber men by 773 in the number of new cases in the year 2020, with a ratio of 105 women for every 100 men. This ratio was 111 men to 100 women in 2010. So um, the, the most frequent cancer diagnosed in Hong Kong uh, in 2020 were cancers of the lung, constituting 15. 14.9%, Colorectum, 14.9%, breast cancer, 14.6%, prostate, 6.8%, and liver, 5.1%. These five leading cancers comprise over 57% of all new cases uh, in, in Hong Kong. And then also, uh, you may know that uh, cancer is also the top killer in Hong Kong, claiming uh, 14,800 uh, uh, lives in the year 2020, accounting for about one third of the total deaths in the local com- uh, com- population. And the uh, uh, causes of cancer death uh, include uh, the five top ones are lung, colorectal, liver, pancreatic, and breast cancer. Uh, we also uh, uh, see that there is uh, a growing uh, a number of growing and aging population. And then the age standardized cancer incidence rate for men has leveled off with an increasing trend for women observed in the past 10 years or so. So uh, both the age standardized mortality rate for men and women had a downward trend during the period. So as you mentioned, I think there is a varying trend of more women getting cancer and uh, we, we should be paying more attention to that.
4: Right. Um, thank you for that, Patricia Chu. So, um, what what do you think are the causes that um, slightly more women than men are getting cancer? Oh. Uh, are surely, um, I mean, women are not smoking more than men, or
6: mm-hmm.
4: or what? Well, what what's the main cause? Do you think?
6: Oh, I think uh, perhaps uh, before talking about Hong Kong, we we look at uh, the according to the World Health Organization. Around one-third of deaths on cancer are due to tobacco use, high body mass index, alcohol consumption, low food and vegetable intake, and lack of physical activity, which is really very much related to their lifestyle. So uh, uh, we we, we, we haven't... uh, I don't think that we have a very um, uh, scientific study on this in Hong Kong yet, but I think uh, we have been uh, gathering some information, and then uh, we thought that... Most women nowadays have to take care of both housework as well as outside employment. And many of them are under higher uh, 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 pressure. And uh, in previous observational studies, uh, life, life events, anxiety, depression, and insufficient social support perception were shown to be significantly associated with breast cancer risk and other cancer types. So, uh, we think that to address this, more efforts have to be made to maintain work life balance and reduce psychological stress. Another thing you mentioned about uh, smoking, in fact, uh, yes, the number of women smoking is much less than men. But I think a very interesting phen- phenomenon from the d- statistics, so that, uh, shown by the Department of Health, on the prevalence of daily c- cigarette smokers by gender over the years. Uh, over the age of fifteen uh, shows that um, the uh, number of uh, male in the nineteen nineties was twenty eight point five, and then it is uh, slowly dropping to twenty twenty one is sixteen point seven. So it is a it is a steady drop uh, in the number of um, men smoking. Mm-hmm. Whereas for women, you may be, uh, we, we are we are concerned that uh, the, the, the the number of women. Uh, 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 involved in smoking has been increasing um, and then for example in the year 1990 it is 2.6 and the highest was in to, uh, 2005 it is 4, 4% and then uh, in the year 2015 uh, is 3.2% and then in the year 2021 it is 3 percent so you can see that this, there is a, a dropping trend among men but then a slow driving up uh, trend among women and this is something that we have to be concerned about and then another thing is about uh, uh, drinking uh, alcoholic beverages are classified as group one carcinogen by the international agency for research on cancer of the world cancer uh, world health organization which is the same grouping as tobacco smoking so the consumption of alcoholic beverages causes cancers of oval cavity varics, varics, larynx, oesophagus, liver, colorectum, and female breast. And then, according to the Department of Health, studies have found that alcohol consumption by women and men have been getting closer and closer since the 1990s. And there is a fear that more women will suffer from alcohol-related diseases. So these are some of the statistics we have been looking at and then uh, we have to be careful and uh, should be paying more attention to how to make sure that uh, women understand these the risks. And then they keep themselves away from alcohol or tobacco mm. smoking.
1: Okay. Y- your uh, society works with the Jockey Club in supporting uh, cancer patients, um, doesn't it? Can you t- tell us a bit about y- your programs?
6: Okay. Uh, we, are very, uh, we, we understand that, uh, in fact, uh, many of the cancer patients... Having been diagnosed and treated uh, by the medical professionals, they are uh, staying in the community and then they are actually having a lot of concerns about their physical. Social so, and other uh, related uh, issues. For example, we have observed that uh, the the number of cases is getting uh, uh, the age of the of the of the cancer patients coming to our FEL is getting lower, and then they are they are among uh, the mid forties and fifties, whereas in the past it is the over sixties. And then we have been adopting this uh, one one-on-one approach that is a patient-centered. A family-based and community outreach approach in order to reach out to them and then help them to go through the journey, which is having a lot of uh, issues that they have to take care about. For example, to, to, more under, to have a better understanding of the, of, the, of the cancer, what are the treatment uh, side effects and how they, do they cope with their daily activities in order to manage uh, the, the cancer. And after the treatment, they have to go for rehabilitation and then what are the diets and things like that. And also many uh, Chinese people believe in Chinese medicine. So if they want to have uh, the integrated Chinese and Western medicine, then we also would uh, provide the information to them. And also uh, for some of the practical things, for example, going to have a uh, a medical consultation session at the hospital is really a very tiring thing. So they need uh, some sort of support, for example, uh, taxi coupons, and then also people to accompany them and things like that. So we have been providing all this with the help of the Jockey Club Charity Trust uh, since the year 2015. And then they have been very generous to us so we have been having uh, some uh, funding support from them for three years initially, and then another three years, and now we are in the third time of uh, the four-year uh, provision. And apart from the Hong Kong Anti-Cancer Society, in fact, we have been involving uh, four other uh, NGOs, including the Christian Family Service Centre in Kowloon, and then the Alice Hong Building, another, so uh, just charitable uh, foundation in uh, that is um, anti and then also uh, in uh, the uh, anti east and anti west so everyone in the hong kong uh, different uh, territories can get the support from all these teams
4: so on the issue of women are are they more conscious and conscious and aware of their, their health condition uh, and uh, because it, it means a change of lifestyle it means that they have to um, you know, be less stressful, they have to eat properly yeah. and they have to have the right amount of physical exercise mm. uh, would women be more willing uh, to listen I to think, this and uh, change
6: yes. uh, uh, in recent years I think uh, uh, NGOs including for example the Breast Cancer Foundation and also Han- the Anti- Cancer Society and then the Cancer Fund all have been working very hard to, to do public education uh, so that uh, more, more people understand all the risks of uh, getting cancer. So I think women, uh, for those who, who, who are really uh, knowledgeable about it, because uh, there are so many uh, ways to help them to understand uh, cancer, so if they're willing and then they come forward for uh, screening and uh, examination. They can have an early identification of the of the cancer. Okay. So uh, our recent cases, so that uh, many of them come to our help in the uh, uh, walking hand in hand project. Our first diagnosed cases so
1: I think this is good thank you very much Uh, I'm afraid uh, we're out of time uh, this morning but uh, but very good of you to uh, join us and uh, give us your insights and advice there that was Patricia Chu chairwoman of the Hong Kong anti-cancer society Uh, thanks to our listeners Uh, thanks very much to you Ada thank you Jim and thank you to our uh, producer Raphael and technician James Uh, stay with us we've got a new summary coming up followed by brunch with Noreen I'm not afraid to